This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, man, when you come and salute that flag, I think there's like a picture of this guest with the flag holding it because she served 33 years in the military. And I know you aren't going to believe it because you're going to say that means she started in elementary because it doesn't look like it. She's smiling. She's having a good time, but she's written a new book. I am talking to Miss Quincy White, who has written, and you can find it on Amazon, people, Soft Targets, her memoir. Miss White, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you? I am awesome. I am awesome. I want you to kind of intro, you know, because this book, um, people think I was just trying to, you know, get into the the negative first. But the reason why this book came is because you have overcome a lot in, you know, your 33 years of service. So what inspired this book? Well, um, there's a lot of uh, statistics out there, uh, especially with sexual harassment, sexual assaults. And I I just wanted to give back. I I gave 33 years. I experienced some of that and I've overcome some of that. And I've learned to uh, fight with policies and regulation. And I'm just trying to give someone uh, the opportunity to have a career and learn how to navigate these things. Now, you know, I, I read in your um, your short bio that you kind of came up and you, you were kind of vulnerable, like a predator would look at you because you were kind of just kind of naive and happy-go-lucky and... and yeah, and you still seem happy and full of joy. So I'm glad they couldn't take your joy from you. Exactly. Right. But well, well but, I did grow up that yeah. way. I grew up kind of sheltered. Um, my mother uh, was part of the uh, walk in the civil rights movement. So she protected us from, from those things. We, we had no idea that was going on outside of our house, our household. So uh, we were protected. And I didn't start to really uh, experience that in, until I became an adult. Okay. And I mean, we talk about, we, we're going to go to the book, but I'm just thinking, cause I have two daughters I'm raising and my guests know prior to COVID, they would do three days of jujitsu and two days of swimming because you can't drown. Cause as you see, I like water and you cannot be violated. So jujitsu being the only martial arts, you can be on your back, somebody in between your legs, um, kill them is my advice. You know, if, if they're not, you know, if they're not wanted and I tell them they're not wanted, you know? Um, so, so is it a good thing to try to show to your kids? Cause as parents, we try to, Hey, turn that off. The kids are coming. Or should we just expose them to everything and put them on game? I think it's a balance, you know, to be shared to chill to it's, it's a safety thing. I understand that. But you still have to teach them self-defense. Like um, raising my daughter, I taught her a lot of things. I was really open because of the things I experienced. And if I had gotten that early, I I probably wouldn't have fallen into certain traps. 
So I think it's a good thing to expose them. My daughter is very open. She'll ask anything, say anything, because I gave her that platform. Okay, because you didn't want the, the cycle to continue and somebody to be able to take advantage. Right. Okay. And, and you know, are, are you still in and are you from Alabama? I'm from Alabama. I'm uh, right now located in Hawaii. Ooh, I'm actually nice. stationed here with 18 months on the books, winding down. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sounds like sounds like somebody is ready to retire and enjoy. <laughs> I am absolutely. I am. <laughs> yeah, yes, I've I've had um, current um, army. I'm trying to make sure I say it right so I don't get anyone in trouble. But you know, when folks are done, whether they've been in for four months or for 33 years, as yourself, when you're done, you're done, and you're like, get me out of here. Absolutely. You're done. Mentally shutting down, ready to go. I'm at home, uh, but I'm trying to continue and, and be there for my team, but uh, I'm mentally ready to go. Yes. Okay. So you, it's going to be, um, it's going to be uh, balls to the wall in a different way and you'll be ready to, <laughs> to get out, <laughs> you, you know, it, it. Yes, yes. done. Okay. Okay. And you guys, you guys know, I try to keep it family friendly, but that's military talk right there. So she, right. It's, she, she won't take offense to that. Um, you know, she, she, she's, um, boots on the ground. So don't, don't worry. Uh, I'm not offending <laughs> now. Now with, you know, coming up and the exposure, what type of harassment were you, you know, did you get was it all military was it in life because some folks have really you know put the military out there the different branches and we know that women have been raped and nothing has been happened which is crazy i know i know it is crazy uh but i can say i experienced some things early uh it, it wasn't really uh assault or what have you but it was discrimination uh in the corporate world uh, my first job uh i that's when i uh, realized people would, were just in their own world, thought their own way about certain people and didn't have to know you. So I, I learned that uh, in the corporate uh, environment. Uh, by the time I came into the military environment on a full-time basis, I was being asked questions that didn't relate to me, you know, like peanut butter and things like that. And I kept figuring, well, I don't like peanut butter. I wonder what that means. You know, things like that, uh, that was stereotypical. But like I say, I was sheltered. I, I had no clue that that meant me as a African-American. I, I, I didn't get it. So, um, you know, going on and down the line and experiencing things like that, I started to kind of learn how to defend it and how to fight it right, and stand up for myself. And for you, is that fighting um, physically? Because that's how I would take it. I'd be ready to, you know, somebody violate space, get out of pocket. Uh, it's quick to, you know, it's quick. Well, I'm just going to go and say I am a physical fighter. <laughs> I grew up in the inner city, so I know how to fight. So and that, that's what saved me, actually, uh, when I was uh, being faced with uh, sexual assault. That actually saved me knowing how to fight physically. So that was a physical fight there. And, and that's what I, I think uh, led to someone coming out in time 
to rescue me from that situation. Had I not fought, I would have fallen victim in a different type of way. Okay. Okay. So, so somebody might have had a black eye um, <laughs> after after dealing dealing. You know, trying to trying to come. What what is it about the military that somebody would sign up to you know dedicate their life and service and then violate one of their coworkers? What is it? Is the military not training people? Is it who they're recruiting? Well, the the training is there. But you have to understand that these are real people. You know, it doesn't really uh, matter whether you're military, off in college, or in the civilian sector. Predators exist. And uh, joining the military didn't change the person. You know, we teach continuously. But uh, they are who they are. And you still have to be careful. You know, you have to use the same rules as if you're in the streets somewhere, you know? You don't drink with strangers. You know, you, things like that, you still have to apply because they're going to be closer in your circle. And of course, they can get to you a little quicker. So letting your guard down, yeah, puts you, makes you vulnerable sometimes. And let's let's teach class real quick, because I, I, you know, when you have this and when they talk about locker room talk, um, this is the real locker room talk. Let me expose some game. There will be, you know, men who are let's say now scared to approach women. They say, oh, I have to go to Brazil now because I don't know what sexual assault is because, you know, by definition, it could be forced, coerced, or even manipulated. But back in the day, manipulation was like a key to a guy and a girl, you know, and when he tried to get as many numbers at the skating rink. And so guys took that from the phone numbers to the, the, the panty lines and they don't now know what is appropriate. So can you explain to, you know, guys that are still in the locker room and haven't really wanted to hear what sexual assault is, not just the force, but even the manipulation. What is that um, from a woman's point of view? Yes. From a woman's perspective, that's unwanted comments. That's unwanted touches, you know, remarks about how you look, things like that that's sexually oriented. For instance, back in the day, you know, we, we heard these things and it was not called sexual assault or harassment, but assault uh, can be just touching you in any type of way if it's, if it's unwanted. And that's what we don't know. It was called a compliment at some point, you know. You know, oh, that means you like them, or you know that women, girls would be told, oh, he likes you. That's why he touched he your booty. You. Yeah, correct, correct. That, so that's what that's yeah. what I'm saying. We we do that, and, and that was uh, back in the day. Like I say, that was nothing. And this happened to me very young in the military, and I didn't report it. And that's why I'm speaking out uh, because things happened back then that didn't get reported, and you, you know, you're just bringing it to the forefront. These things are unwanted. You have to make it plain and clear now. You have to open your mouth and say, I didn't like that. Don't say that to me again. That's a warning shot now, especially in the military. If that should come a second time, that's when you have grounds to do something about it. Mm. And a lot of women don't. They just kind of overlook it like I did, right? Well, if you do report it, 
or is it kind of like, you know, um, police officers always will say, hey, if I report my fellow officer, folks are going to look at me. They're not going to want to, you know, have my six anymore, you know. And so do you get shunned? Because God forbid, you know, you really need to count on that person to have your back. And then, you know, they like forget you. You reported me. That happens sometimes, unfortunately. Um, sometimes there's something happening really bad. And then there's sometimes there's a slap on the wrist. Uh, you don't think uh, is warranted. For instance, uh, there's a woman I've, I've dealt with. This happened, sexual assault. Sometimes the woman, the female in the situation gets moved to another location as if she's the issue. So. They think that's solving it, but it's really not. If nothing happens to the male uh, and the female got moved, it really looks like she's the issue, not the male in that situation. So that happens also. Um, so I, I just think it gets handled different ways. That's not always uh, credible. So the woman is supposed to bite the bullet, be quiet, and, and move it's sound almost like the catholic church um you know it's it's they'll, they'll shuffle play a game of shuffle but there's really no no consequence which means nothing nothing changes i sometimes wonder if that's because at the top when you're dealing with politicians and you know maybe the big brass at top that there's something that they had to go through and they had to you know pay their dues and they feel like that's just what you have to do yeah like that just happened to me it's gonna happen to you so a lot of people just kind of keep it going uh but that that's why i'm, I'm writing and, and stepping out saying it has to stop somewhere uh the, the statistics are really uh, out of hand at this point so we got to do something well, you know, it reminds me of bullying in school mm -hmm. and when the teachers back in the day, even bullying, hey, you know, kids will be kids, boys will be boys until somebody either physically hurt somebody or nowadays or, you know, I guess it happened maybe 20 years ago where we would see kids come back and shoot up the school if they were outcast. Now, yeah. does that happen in the military where folks say you guys didn't listen? So now I'm going to make you listen. It happened. It happened. I have a situation in my book that actually explains that. Um, I've had a few, uh, well, she was a senior NCO and um, dating a higher rank, as you say, the brass. <laughs> and um, uh, she ended up pregnant and she killed herself. Mm. She went after him and she killed herself. So uh, it's, it's just those type of things are happening around us. But nobody says anything until it's too late. Uh, everybody knew this guy was not a, uh, a great guy, you know, but no one stopped him. Um, so, you know, feelings got involved, situation got out of hand. And I'm sure nothing happened to him because she's no longer around, so it can't be proven. He was transferred. Uh, nothing happened <laughs> yeah that happens every day in the military that ain't that's nothing you know um what i mean and and so i, I can hear somebody out there say okay but y'all don't understand from the male's point of view you're dealing with you know young men first time 
Um, they're away from home. They're under stress, giving them every excuse. Right. But how there are some women who like to party and there's a time to party how and but, you know, an officer should not be dealing with anyone beneath them. But, but if you have two people who are on equal levels, how can somebody, you know, um, what do they need permission slip? And I'm being serious. Do they, they you know, do they need a video say, hey, we consent to, you know, playing um, kissy with each other? Like, what would be a way that you think maybe the military is not doing that they could let men know when it's no man's land? Give a new definition of no man's land. But when it's no man's land versus, okay, you can do that. And, you know, when couples break up, all bets are off. So right. how, how do we fix relationships in the military? Well, you still have to uh, uh, date within your ranks. Um, it's a written policy. It's a written regulation that you can't, it's called fraternization. Uh, so if you're higher ranking, you shouldn't be dating a lower ranking soldier. Doesn't matter what the age is because rank comes into play when it comes to military, not your age. So uh, if there, if you will see that sometimes, but they may be married. That's if they married before uh, coming into the military. If one can come in as an officer, one can come in as enlisted. If they're married, then that's, you know, that's just how it is. That's the way they started out. But that's not how you meet and get together per regulation. So those guidelines are in place. But what if they're on the same level? Because, again, you might have two 18 year old. You know, I, I've been to some of the, the functions inside the small quarters on base and everyone's having a good time, um, at least when I was around. But I can only imagine you have someone who's like, you know, I, I don't really want to be bothered. It's like a college dorm room, you know, being on base with the with the young folks. And a lot of stuff happens. And, you know, one person thinks this and the other person thinks, nah, that wasn't cool or this is cool. How can we stop that? Because, you know, there's I mean, it, it's not just the uh, officers going after, you know, the enlisted. But is there anything else you could think of where maybe we say just don't date? No, no, I don't. I wouldn't say just don't date. Uh, dating is is allowed. Um, you gotta have good sense with it. You you know, like I know, uh, you know when someone's too drunk, you don't sleep with her. That's just bottom line. And as a, as a female or or a young uh, male that's away from home for the first time, there's some limits you should set for yourself. If you're gonna be out with others, one drink minimum, go home. You can enjoy yourself without being intoxicated. That's when danger comes into play, when you're intoxicated. You know, you don't know what happened the next day, and then if something really foul, then you want to file charges. So that happens a lot. So sometimes we got to police ourselves as well as the people around us. You know, everybody's responsible here. Have you ever had to take anything to the uh, military court? I have not. I've never uh, been court-martialed or going or went to a court-martial. I've been counseled. I've been in meetings, and we've talked about things. And this is when I was uh, exonerated from a lot of things because I come in with policies and regulations, and I fight those battles in that uh, in that way. I've been uh, in bad situations 
but regulation have cle has cleared me on it because I'm not wrong in my situation. I've had to have uh, higher ranking uh, officers and soldiers and tell one of them to back off. So that's considered to them not being respectful or you know that type of thing. But uh, I'm within my right to tell someone to back off if they're crossing certain lines. And, and I ask that because you know many folks have said if something happens on base between two soldiers, um, you know it, it's very it can be very biased and not fair because you're under that you know military rule um, and that. Yeah. So can you talk about if you've had any experience with that? Um, just because a lot of women won't report stuff because they'll say these guys aren't going to do anything. Correct. And, and a lot. And that, that happens all the time. Uh, like I said, that, that comes back to how you handle yourself in those situations. It's never your fault if you're victimized, of course. But um, just getting in a position where you can be victimized is what you got to work on. You know, people are going to be people. You don't know that uh, person sitting across the table from you just because you're wearing the same uniform. You have to still be cautious and you have to uh, fight policies and regulation, but you got to still use your, you know, common sense about stuff too. If I don't know you and we're out, I'm probably going to have a drink, but that's going to be it. I'm going to enjoy that date and I'm going to go home. That's it until I get to know you better. And a lot of times the getting to know you better doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of some, some, some folks in the military. Right. I would I would say I would say one one drink could work for almost everybody except the Navy guys, because I think it's almost <laughs> impossible that, you know, once they come off that ship, they just wild out. Wild out right. Yeah. I know. I know. But, you know, and they get they get got too. there's some uh, women out there just waiting for them as well. So this is not one sided. You know, there are some women out there waiting for the guys to come in and take all of their money and leave them rendered unconscious somewhere as well. So it yeah. happens on both sides. Yeah. And that and that's their fault. But there's another side of it. And I don't know, but I just know it exists mm -hmm. that, you know, I haven't even heard anyone talk about it, but I know in entertainment. Truly, there are stories that could be told. It's right. not just the men violating the women. It's some of the men violating the men. And that, and, and then to have another man come out and say, hey, so-and-so who might outrank me did this. I mean, there will be a time somebody would laugh and say, that guy must have been drunk. But have right. you heard of those stories? Because that could really mess with a, a guy's mind. That, that can happen uh, even when it comes to rank structure, a young guy coming in and they're thinking they got to do immoral things or unethical things to get promotions. Uh, that happens. If you don't know any better, you think, oh, well, I can get you promoted. Let's do this. Let's, and, and, and they go along with it. It's called naive, young, never been away from home, don't know how this works. Don't know how to get promoted. So these are the things we got to start to educate ourselves on. So we all know we don't have to cross the moral boundaries to grow in the military. 
And that's my point. You don't have to do any of that to grow in the military. Well, you've been in 33 years. 33 years. I can remember when um, you could be openly homosexual in the military and it was a big deal. Because someone would say, that's why we should not elect gays in the military. And I'm thinking they were already there. They just didn't say nothing. Yeah, they, they, they were there and, and, and serving and, and while you were at home having a good time. So um, do you think at just to, you know, anybody would say, say that, do you think that sexual harassment on that end, maybe you've seen some things with, you know, guys prior then when they could mm-hmm. fully come out and open, I mean, I've been on bases. I have not seen, you know, rainbow flags everywhere like I do on churches. Um, and so do you think that things have really changed um, as far as that? Because I'm just trying to paint a picture for that person who says, you know, they should not have let them in. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's not like they're walking around with booty shorts like the movie, you know. Well, I haven't seen any a big difference. Uh, but right now, uh, you know, they are allowed in the military again. You know, they had a don't ask, don't tell policy before, but they threw that out. So gays are in the military. Yeah, that's no big deal because they're treated the same way. Same rules apply, you know. But uh, so I don't see it anymore, you know, anymore what you call sexual assaults or harassment toward gay versus any other uh, personnel there. Uh, they have the same rights. Uh, they're married to women, a woman married to a woman, man married to a man. They have the same benefits. There's no difference in the military right now. So, but harassment, oh. general harassment happens to everybody. Definitely, definitely. Now, from this book, do you see yourself because retirement? coming around but you, you you're too young to do nothing and you're too able and fit so do you see yourself maybe going and um doing courses teaching um about mm. you know uh speaking what, what's the plan I, i'm i'm old enough to do nothing I plan to do, I plan to do nothing. Really? <laughs> I've given them 33 years of my life. Yeah. I, I, I think I earned to do nothing. Well, you definitely earned it, but I bet you, and I make an open bet, and I don't bet. I bet you you don't sit around you calling me saying, hey, what okay, COVID is over. TED Talks. I got a course on this because I'm passionate about that because, you know, to, to do yeah. nothing. Um, I, I, I can I, I see when people retire, when yeah. they do nothing, they don't really last long. They at least got to travel. They got to go do something or you just kind of, you know, fade to black. Well, I travel. I love to travel, but I've done mine all the time along with working. I didn't just, you know, work every day in the military and do nothing. I took leave. I love to travel. I also bowl. I'm a bowler. You know, I bowl for the army. So I'm always traveling. I love Vegas. You know, I'm all over the place. (laughs) So I can do that. (laughs) Okay. So you might be a professional bowler. I don't know if I'm professional, but I'm good. 
I'm good. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta speak it. You got because <laughs> You you bowlers travel a lot and you know you picking up a game and let the army sponsor you. You know, um, I don't know if you can do that professionally for them, can you? Well, I can do it professionally for the WPBA. Yes, uh, we we've been around them. We've had, we've hung out with the big time bowlers, but you gotta want to do that. You gotta really want to uh, get vested in doing that. Yes. So okay. I, I'm both for the army. I'm an all army bowler. Okay. Yeah. You got to tell somebody. I'm when I retire. I'm looking for a sponsorship. I'll wear the jacket, the hat. I'll come in with the different uniforms. Really sell it. Because let's be honest. Like we came up. We played football, basketball, but we also did bowling, and that was just what we did. Because my mother, you know, God rest her yeah. soul, that's what she liked to do, and pops yeah. liked to do it too. And yeah. that was the thing. But now. Mm -hmm. I don't hear a lot of kids when you say bowling, they're like, huh? <laughs> bowling. <laughs> I love it. I love bowling. Love it. So that's my sport. That's my hobby. I love it. And I do some writing, as you see. I try to get things off my mind. Writing is therapy for me. It's not just to help others, it helps me as well. Okay. Okay. While you said that I'm picturing you full army outfit while you're bowling and put a body cam right here. And while other people can camera you, you got the, the real vision, you know, right here. I see it like a YouTube channel. And <laughs> you know, and make me a professional bowler. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that makes sense because once this COVID thing gets worked out, folks are going to be running outside. I don't think anybody's going to be inside. Yeah. I know. It's been quite a time of just being inside now. It's rough. But it's time to get out. You know, we got to get these vaccines in, you know, and, and get back to our normalcy. It's, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. And if it improves a little bit, because normal wasn't always all good for everybody. If things improve, you know, and, and it's all right with with the success that you've had and that you're going to have, because the best is yet to come. What is a community give back that you are doing right now or that you would like to do in the future? Consulting. Um, I talk to a lot of people and I am a counselor on my job. So that's my give back. Helping people, you know, deal with certain things and, and win. Just win, you know. It's all about being happy to me now. That's my okay. give back. And, and the counseling, um, that's what you do. Is it grief? It, what, what type of counseling do you like to specialize in? I, I, career. I, on careers. I, I counsel on career careers. I have a team of counselors, actually. I'm uh, over them, so I'm their area leader. So I've done counseling one-on-one, -on -one, and I, now I'm counseling the counselors. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, it can be tough sometimes mentally. Uh, and it wears on you. Sometimes the counselor needs some counseling. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely. And there's nothing wrong definitely. with nothing right. wrong with getting it. Right. It, it yeah. is. Is that something you know? Once you're done, um, because you will 
have a benefit with government RFPs. You're supposed to be first in line going after the government contracting. Could you see yourself doing that wherever you do want to go live and saying, you know, I have this consulting counseling service and, um, you know, could that be in the future? That could be in the future. Um, yeah, that's my comfort zone. So that could be in the future. Okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think of you know your, what your future looks what like. After what you gonna do after? And are, are you single? I'm married. You're married, mm-hmm. so yeah, you definitely you you're not gonna want to just be in the house all day. You're gonna want to move 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 around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're gonna move around a, a little bit. As long bit. as he's working, I'm I'm good, right? Okay. <laughs> but but you know what. He might say, and I don't know, you might have, he might be 25 for all I know, right? So, <laughs> no, no. He's not. But, not, okay. So he might say, well, if she retired, we could probably spend a lot more time together. I better retire too. So you, you gotta, you know. That doesn't work. Nope. No. We spend a lot of time together now. That's good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Now, COVID, my wife told me, she's like, you know, I have more vacation than ever. And I know you love to work, work. That's all you like to do when you're at the house. I say, I also got to discipline the the children uh, over here, uh, my clones over here. But she's like, I think COVID got to me. I just need to get out or you need to get out. And I said, (laughs) you have to change the scenery, right? Yes. I'm out here on the beach and can't go to the beach. Can you imagine that? Being on an island with COVID? <laughs> okay. do the beach thing. So, so, uh, so I, I've been in Florida seven months and the beaches oh. are wide open. I know. And so and, is the uh, level of deaths and everything. Right? Yeah. They don't care nothing about that. <laughs> okay, nothing about that and and you would be shocked to see how busy some of the beaches i do have a beach that there's very few people that you can go to and run but you would be shocked how crowded and folks are just you know that's why the numbers are going up so yeah stay safe and just look at it from the car <laughs> yes that's it that's it. But here on the Wahoo, they've been really good about it. So uh, numbers are going down. Uh, they're, okay. they're very protective. So they're doing a great job. Yeah, here. No, I am so glad to hear that because when COVID first came around, we were actually coming back from the big island. And um, it was our first time there. And mm-hmm. we heard about it. My wife is in healthcare, and she was like, you know, they were calling me patient zero at work because I had, you know, some of the symptoms, but, um, but she said, there's no cases in Hawaii until we left. Right. So right, I, right. I, I said, yeah, we, we, we ain't going to Africa anytime soon. Cause I know. I know. you know, anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Any, anywhere, but no, that this is good. This is good. I want you guys to go check out the book. The link is in the description box. Um, get motivated. You know, you should go through a book a week. I promise you, if you do that, you will not be broke. That's a good word from miles Monroe. May he rest in power. Miss Quincy, do you have anything that you want to leave the people with? Oh, no, that was a long, that covered most of it right there. I, I, this has been thorough and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Awesome, awesome. Well, you guys have gotten the game. Make sure to do something with it. If nothing else, it is free to share. Share it and let someone else get inspired. Be blessed, y'all. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.